This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters, Head of Retail Strategy at Acadia, and today I'm looking forward to sharing with you some of the strategies for getting ready for peak season or Q4 this year. As always, there are some unique aspects to this year's holiday selling cycle, and I'm going to reprise some of the um, tips and strategies that we have shared in the past, including from this year's summertime prime day and uh, also from last year's peak season as well. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about promotions, running discounts, how to merchandise your offers, and I'm also going to be talking about advertising strategies as well. And if you and if you are listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, on September 12th, there is still time to register for a webinar that I'm presenting at on this very topic on Wednesday, the 13th of September. That is a webinar with Channel Engine and ShipBob, and we're talking about peak season prep. Um, Channel Engine and ShipBob are going to be talking about other topics on, on this, other related questions about peak season prep around operational readiness as well. So check out the link in the show notes if you are listening to this before the 13th of September and want to join us. So let's jump in what peak season prep looks like in 2023. The first thing to know is that this is the second year that we have a summertime prime day and a fall prime day occurring in the same year. And that changes like the shape of the peak season, right? So in the past, especially before Amazon invented Prime Day in 2015, we had Q4 as the main retail shopping season for most consumer brands. And there's some exceptions to that around consumable goods that don't have, you know, not generally given as gifts or not used around the holidays. But in general, this is where a lot of brands really make up a lot of ground for the year. And the reason why Black Friday was called Black Friday, of course, is because it was the sometimes the first day of the year that retailers would actually be in the black after being in, in a negative um, situation for the earlier half of the year. Of course, everything's changed now with summertime Prime Day and all of the retailer events that are built to compete with that in the middle of the year. And now with a prime early access sale, or this year it's called something slightly different. It's called um, it's called Deal Days. I still need to wrap my head around that. I keep forgetting what it's called. Um, that has changed the shape of the holiday season yet again. So it's moved everything earlier and people are starting their shopping earlier. And then if we look around Thanksgiving and, and what was historically a big you know, Black Friday was the big shopping day, first in physical retail, and then, you know, Cyber Monday, 
came into existence when people would shop online over that same weekend. And gradually over time, obviously I'm, I'm not American, but ever since I moved to the States in 2012, it's crept earlier and earlier in that week. And so initially there was you know, a lot of no- noise and news about retailers actually kicking off their sales on Thanksgiving evening. And then it would be earlier in, on that Thanksgiving day. And last year I found a ton of email outreach in my inbox from brands sharing sales and discounts discounts as early as Monday before Thanksgiving. So even that period of time, even if we take away anything that Amazon does around a fall event, we're still talking about a Cyber 5 or a Turkey 5 or whatever you want to call it. That selling period has started or that promotional period has started earlier and earlier as well. The reason why I bring that timing up is because this year more than ever, Timing is going to be very, very important, a very important cons- to in planning. Ultimately, in order to get ready for the prime big deal days, brands really needed to actually start their prep for that back in August. And that's because developing updated content to create, make your products more attractive and better better conversion rate and sort of optimizing product content for search and conversion. That takes a good deal of time, Um, not just because you need to get the content together and you need to get it approved and you need to upload it to Amazon, which can take a little while. Lots of errors in uploading and things like that. It's not the, the easiest system to navigate. Then it actually takes a couple of weeks, one to two weeks is what we've found at Acadia. It takes that amount of time for Amazon to actually index those new keywords so that your product starts appearing for those keywords or being at least indexed. So all of that really needs to ideally be kicking off, you know, at least eight weeks ahead of a sales event like Prime Big Deal Days. And unfortunately, at at this point in time, September, we're getting awfully close to the Big Deal Days event, which I should have mentioned, it has been confirmed to be October 11 to October 12. So if you've missed the ship there, I I think it's worth just getting on board for the next event, which is obviously Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Another thing that brands really need to prepare in advance is their top of funnel advertising strategy. So the general arc of this, and and this is a fairly, but it it, it bears repeating and building that you want to be running top of funnel ad campaigns prior to the event to build awareness and consideration, get your product and brand in front of new to brand customers, targeting, you know, in-market shoppers, targeting people who viewed competitors' pages, and getting on the radar, getting your product added to cart, added to a wish list, getting people actually viewing your um, your product reviews, which is a really, really great metric that is accessible Amazon that I think a lot of brands don't tap into and really gives you a good 
into consideration from customers. So we want to be running those campaigns up until about two weeks prior to the event and then ramp those right down because those ad campaigns are great at driving awareness and consideration, not so great at actually converting the sale when a customer goes to Amazon or goes to the app and makes you know the brand search or makes the product search. That's when we want to shift gears over to sponsored product ads, perhaps some sponsored brand ads in there as well to actually capture that demand that you've built during that DSP campaign. So just to sort of dig into this a little bit, I spoke with one of our retail media managers, Damiano, to get his advice here and actually implementing these campaigns. So again, he, he talks about capturing people who are window shopping just before the event and then cut those campaigns right back. Then we always have these event-focused campaigns. I'm sorry, the bottom of funnel is, is still always on. It's not like we're running DSP and we're not doing any bottom of funnel because there's always going to be people who are ready to purchase. They don't want to wait or that, you know, need, need to replenish an item or something like that. So we're still going to keep running those campaigns, but campaigns that are focused on the event, Black Friday or uh, the prime sale, we're going to initiate those right before the event. Damiano says also, it depends on the budget of the client, but if they have a decent budget, I'll keep these bottom of funnel campaigns on to monitor performance and let those high converting keywords run, at, which probably benefited from the algorithm due to a high sales velocity. So the, that is very helpful information. Another, an objection that I hear from brands talking about these events, and it, it happens far less often than it do, which I am grateful for that the message is sinking in, is that well, look, people are going to be buying and searching for my products during this period anyway. Why should I bother advertising? It costs so much. And so I will share some statistics from Prime Day earlier this year on, on our side. So what we found during the actual Prime Day event, while you know ad spend rose because the vast majority of our clients are really leaning into advertising and cost per click increased, on average it increased 30% for our clients, the conversion rate also increased and it increased a significant amount. It rose 23%. 0.6%. So um, that means, you know, more conversions from this ad spend. And also the that meant that the return on ad spend was up. So um, conversion rates were better and that offset the often higher advertising costs. And I'll just say, you know, also just philosophically and logically here that if all of your competitors are leaning into advertising and they're advertising on your brand term and you're not defending that position, then that's going to sort of drive some of these customers straight into the arms of your competitors. And that could be, depending on the nature of your product, a long-term switch. And the same is true for promotions as well, running discounts and, and promotions. Some brands have you know, chosen to sit out promotions for various reasons around 
margins or in previous years, it was actually a lot related to inventory shortages as well. But we do find that those clients who sit out any type of promotion just really don't perform nearly as well as the brands who lean in and do actually offer promotions. So what we found was um, in Prime Day of 2023, any level of Prime Day activity, no matter the promotion, no matter the level of discount, led to a higher uptick in sales than not doing any promotions at all. So just think about that trade-off that might exist between, you know, maybe not giving up so much margin, but also not maximizing that sales period and accruing that additional revenue. So you're you're going to miss out on sales during that period. And then you're also going to, you think about Amazon's algorithm and how it's driven by sales velocity on a relative basis. And it's not the only factor, but it is a considerable weight that products get in the algorithm is, you know, if you're selling 100 units a day, your closest competitor is selling 80 units a day, then all other things being equal, you will rank higher in the search result for that, for your category and for that term. So if you think about during that sales event, if your competitors are leaning into promotions and they're leaning into advertising and they are increasing their sales velocity while you're hanging back, maybe not taking a hit on the margins, but you're not keeping pace with that sales velocity. And that ultimately is going to drag you back in the algorithm relative to your peers who increase their sales velocity more substantially than you did during that period. So that's something to keep in mind. And hopefully if you believe that and you agree with that, maybe that is a little bit of logic that you can share with um, people on your team or at your company that that don't understand that piece of um, what the algorithm, the Amazon algorithm is looking for. So in terms of promotions and, you know, how much of a discount should you offer and what types of promotions should you use as different options as prime exclusive discounts, there are lightning deals, there are coupons. And what we found in terms of the percentage off or whether you offer discounts across your whole assortment or just a section, that was sort of ultimately less relevant than if you were running discounts at all. I think you obviously need to be thoughtful about which SKUs you're running discounts on. Make sure that that is a sustainable discount that you can offer. Uh, Think about what discounts and promotions you might be running through other channels. Do you want to keep something sort of unique to your D2C channel or another retail channel and and being cognizant of, of how that might play out on Amazon as well. But if you're running some kind of discount and it, it, it's not quite so important what type of discount it is, either we have seen great success just with setting up coupons and those are self-serve, easy to set up. You're really just offering a discount. There's not any extra fees associated with that. Those can perform really, really well um, compared to promotions that require uh, enrollment ahead of time and funding also. So just if you've missed the boat with a lightning deal or something like that, it's not over yet. Coupons work very well. And I will also add that 
last Prime Day in summer of 2023 was the first Prime Day we've had in a while where there weren't any glitches or reporting outages or something kind of going wrong. We were prepared for the worst because in a number of events there have been outages, promotions not showing up, and we've had to enact our backup strategy, which is a discount, adding a strike-through price discount, things like that, just to make sure that customers were getting the discount that they were expecting that you may have already shared on social media or in an email or something like that, making sure that discount was available and also that all of the hard work that you did with your ad strategy is going to be worth it. So those dis- as a reminder as well, those discounts and even coupons show up prominently in advertising um, pro- sponsored product ads, just like they do with organic product listings. And so having also that in- improves the conversion rate of a product as well when people see that there is a discount through the ad. So that can really help as well. The point there, just to to come back to my uh, original line of thinking there was you really need to have a backup plan for technical issues during these events. These are very, very high traffic events. Of course, Amazon is not planning to have any outages or any system issues, but it does happen because these events are very, there's a lot at stake. There's a lot of traffic coming in. So what we do is we have a backup plan for promotions and we, we, we set that all, all up with the client. This lightning deal doesn't run or if it doesn't display, sometimes it will show up as being perfectly fine in the back end, but then it's not running on the front end when we audit it. So just getting approval to set those coupons up, getting them ready. And then also with advertising as well, we've had instant, the, the last instance was um, in 2022 where uh, the reporting wasn't updating. So advertisers were basically flying blind, not knowing how much they had spent on their campaign. So they could have been overspending and you know, degrading the performance and margins of uh, those few days. Or they could have been vastly underspending and losing out on on big opportunities during those high conversion periods that they had prepared for. So it's always a good idea to have records of your campaigns and what sort of what your bids are, having some bulk sheets exported and available if in the event of disaster there is a parachute cord to pull there so you have a manual way to actually put those get those campaigns up and running again so tips and so those are my tips and strategies for the peak season this year in terms of promotions organic content optimization and paid advertising if you've been in the game for a long time there's probably not a whole lot new here and that's okay going back to the basics really counts, getting your products optimized and ready for conversion, getting the promotion set up and shared out as well, and get having a really solid advertising strategy that's going to build awareness and consideration ahead of the event and then harvest the demand during the event. This should all sound pretty familiar to you. 
but it bears repeating as we get into the frenzy of the peak Q4 selling season that these are the basics that really matter and these are the things that you should be prioritizing again ahead of some shiny objects like Amazon Inspire and Livestream and, and things like that, which can pay off. And, and I speak with brands where like C4 Energy, um, who I ha- um, had James Thompson on the, on the podcast a few months ago, maybe a year ago now, wildly successful Prime Day using Amazon Livestream. That is, as far as I have heard, very much an exception. And it was really driven by adding a lot of PR weight to that and having a, a you know very specific and well-executed strategy. So I would say before getting distracted by some of those shiny objects, go back to basics, product optimization, great promotions plan. We didn't talk about inventory and the operational side of things, but that is obviously very essential and having a really solid advertising strategy as well. That's what you should focus on. And I wish you all the best for this season. I'm looking forward to coming back and recapping each of these events and what we learned and the stats and the things that we've learned for next time. There's obviously that period between the Amazon Prime Fall event. See, I still can't remember what it's called. The Prime Fall event and Thanksgiving where we've got a window of time to take those lessons from the prime event and execute them for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So that's, you should expect and tune in in for some content around what we've learned there and what we're going to do. Thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you next week.